Uh, the Bills just finished beating the Browns, They're and right. Dalton Kincaid uh, had a wrong Baker Mayfield team. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of No One Cares About. You're morbid mid season. It's the Halloween episode. Officially. Officially. How's uh your morbid mid season? Oh, it's it's gonna get pretty morbid. You know why? Why? Because of Bimageddon. <laughs> Damn it, you're right. I totally talked about last week and I was like, it's not that bad. I did not and live what to regret it, I guess, because I'm dead. You're dead. You're a ghost now. Spoiler alert. <laughs> mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into it. I was so happy. I was I, I was able to watch a lot of football this past Sunday. We had no plan, so I got to watch in real time. So I was watching a ton of Red Zone, and they brought up Bimageddon during Red Zone. I was so happy. Did they really? Yes. They said, fantasy players call this week Bimageddon. I was like, yes, we do. <laughs> Thank you, Chris Hansen. He gets us. Uh, trademark uh, Noka. Noka calls it that. Yep. Check the episode titles. <laughs> well, here we are talking week seven, getting you ready for week eight. I am Commissioner Johnny, and I'm joined always by your favorite co host, Crispy. Uh, getting into it. Let's go. So, uh, let's talk some, some week seven. We usually kick off with some injury news. And injury news always always delivers. Always. Although not as like scary injuries, right? Compared to like the past seven weeks. <laughs> no, but I mean you've mentioned it and we we've tried to keep it, you know, pretty tight and just fantasy relevant players, and it's a lot of fantasy relevant players. I know. It's better though. I think it's 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 working for us. But yeah, this is a the season. I mean, every season people get hurt, and this season is no different. If anything, it's worse. I'll tell you which one I think the worst one was this past weekend. Did you catch all the Bijan madness about him like being sick or something? He was not on the injury report, and he's dressed for the game. Played a few snaps here and there, and then nothing. Nothing from Bijan. He was there on the sideline. And then I think on their last possession, he went in for like a touch and nothing else. And so, I mean, he, obviously a ton of people drafted him. He's a first round pick in most leagues. And without a word and not without expecting anything, um, he just didn't didn't produce. Yeah, and I feel like it's not totally clear like what even is going on with him. He's sick. Like, what? I don't, what I've heard, and I don't know if it's official, but I heard he had migraines. And I, migraines can be a big deal. I'm not going to downplay that. And as a football player, obviously, you're in the sun. and It can be really bad. The The bigger issue is the fact that Arthur Smith you know, didn't say anything. And um, you should be reporting these things in your injury report for per the NFL. But, I mean, for us, fantasy managers definitely want to know about this kind of stuff. He, he ended the day with 0. .3 points. Okay. Uh, that yeah. was one rushing attempt for three yards. <laughs> so bad. And we know like there his usage of Kyle Pitts and all that stuff has been weird. So yeah, I think Arthur Smith just officially hates fantasy. Yeah, he's like making some weird comments about like sensationalizing things. And, like, I don't think this is anything about that. Um re- report if your player's injured. Like that's it. Yeah, like that's what you're like you're supposed to do. This, this is part of your job. Like People want to know, obviously, for fantasy purposes, but also like that's like part of the rules. So just follow the rules. Um, yeah. So if you're a Bijan manager, you're definitely you know wary about that and seeing seeing how he's going to be doing. Hopefully he's fine. I mean, I guess he wasn't you know wasn't a physical injury where he's going to need to recover or anything like that. But I mean, to your point, I mean it's it's all question marks. Was it migraines officially? I don't know. Um, but yeah, just something definitely keep an eye out on. Yeah. So another. Uh, injury on this list is Dawson Knox. Uh, he is going on IR after having wrist surgery and is going to miss at least four games. That seems super quick. Only miss like four games after surgery, but are our wrists that resilient? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it is kind of weird. Um, we knew about the wrist surgery kind of early on, so not too big of a surprise on that. 
Um, and then later on, they announced the IR designation. So I don't know if they were even anticipating him potentially missing less than four weeks at first. Um, but no, um, they officially did put him on IR. And um, just for everyone's information, we are recording this on Thursday night. The <laughs> Bills just finished beating the Bucks. Barely. And uh, well, yeah, that, that, that turned out to be a fun ending. Um, but, you know, the Dawson Knox news had already come out. Uh, the world said, hey, start Dalton Kincaid. And yeah, today was a great day to start Dalton Kincaid. Yeah, I mean, definitely no rush to get Knox back because Kincaid is finally coming into his own. So good for him. And if you had him or if you had him stashed, then it looks like that's going to definitely pay off. Yeah, we definitely talked about him uh, preseason. We were one of the rookie tight ends that we were excited for. I think Dawson Knox had more of a role that, well, he did have more of a role than I anticipated at first. Because I had drafted a fair amount of Dalton Kincaid. And I think on most of my teams, honestly, I've dropped him at this point. Kind of regretting that. But I think I I think I did pretty good on tight ends. But yeah, if, if Kincaid is available, got to pick him up. Yeah. I mean, it definitely looks like a, a good thing to do going forward. Um, but I mean, I would be concerned about uh, Josh Allen in general. I mean, it seems like he's suffering a little bit in, I think, his right arm. I don't know if it's his shoulder. But they were commenting on like during the game that like after Kincaid got his touchdown that like he wasn't that Allen wasn't picking up like his right arm to give people high fives. There's definitely something going on there. Uh, I just think he's a fan of the low fives. He's not a big high five kind of guy. Oh, okay. It's a little insider information I, I heard directly from him. Oh wow! I didn't realize you guys were BFFs. He he's big on the uh, up top, you know, down low, too slow. Oh. Does he hit you in the head? That's how too? he plays it. In the middle of it? No, no, no. He's that's that's not okay. Okay. He's not a violent person. No, no, not at all. <laughs> all right. Well, and the next one, which was, I don't know if I'm reading this right. Brock Purdy concussion on the plane ride. <laughs> so he didn't get concussed on the plane ride. He finished the game against the Vikings. They get on the plane and then he started exhibiting symptoms of a concussion. Got it. And he got checked out and they're like, oh, yeah, bro, you're concussed. <laughs> and so he is now officially in the concussion protocol. Um, so questionable for this weekend's game. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's an interesting article. Uh, the headline is 49ers Brock Purdy is about to be another huge test of NFL's concussion protocol. Um, I was reading something interesting on that too. Um, so this season so far, if you were concussed during a game, uh, 25% of the players come back the next week. So 75% of players have uh, taken an additional week off. So we'll see, you know, odds are not too good on Purdy coming back next week. Um, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Yeah, it seems that part of the issue is like not really knowing when the concussion even happened and whether or not it affected his uh, ability to play against the Vikings this past week. But yeah, that is a not an insignificant amount of people who are able to play the next week. And if he wasn't really showing symptoms like during the game or seemed fine and didn't come until later, like, is that better or is that worse? Yeah, hard to tell. Um, but I mean, Shanahan does seem pretty optimistic that Purdy has enough time to clear protocol ahead of Sunday's game against the Bengals. So I guess it's just a matter of whether or not uh, Purdy can get through the five-step plan um, in order to return to play. So I think I read that he seems to be moving through it pretty like well. So I, th- I think the expectation is that he's going to play. Yeah, ultimately, I don't think it matters too much. I don't know how many people are starting Brock Purdy in fantasy, especially this week is the opposite of Bymageddon. There's no teams on a bye, so you got plenty of quarterbacks to choose from. Um, if Purdy doesn't play, it's going to be Sam Darnold. And at this point, Kyle Shanahan, he's just a quarterback whisperer, and it doesn't matter who's there. Um, all the skill players are going to get their targets, and CMC will be totally fine. So Purdy or Darnold, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Another quarterback that we have that's injured um, and a little confusing is Deshaun Watson. So weird. Yeah, it's like, I I know I've I've heard different things. I've seen different things. Like, 
he obviously has whatever injury he's been dealing with, but his injury is like not any worse than what it was when he was playing. So he can play, but then he's not ready to play. So is like there's obviously something else wrong, right? Like you're not just hurt from like your previous injury, like there's something going on. Yeah, I think there's more things going on that they're they're letting us know, whether it's him, whether it's the team, I don't know. But yeah, he got hurt. Um, I believe it was the first quarter of the game. His like he head bounced off like a tackle and um, he went out, went to the medical tent, but then got cleared. And then they just kept him on the bench the whole time. Yeah, so weird. It's so weird. I feel like things have just there's been a lot of stuff in the NFL recently that's just like not clear and like just weird things are becoming more more common. And I don't know if we're just like there's certain communication that's being missed or these some a lot of these players are just not happy. I don't know, like we I feel like we hear more and more about players like really not being happy on the teams that they're playing for. And it's not that like Deshaun Watson hasn't been playing like he's been playing terribly like he's been on our top 10 list so it's just a really confusing situation of like what exactly is going on and hopefully like the other concern is then if it's like if it's just weird and he seems weird or he seems off like i hope it's not like a cte situation and if he's exhibiting any sort of symptoms in in that regard i think ultimately when it comes to down to fantasy stuff like you just can't roster deshaun anymore i had drafted him in several leagues and I don't think he's on any of my rosters anymore. And I think you should all do the same. Yeah. I was wondering how this was affecting you. Cause I know you said that you had him in quite a few. I think, I think I cut him like at least two weeks ago. I think when I got into CJ Stroud, the, the, when I chopped off to Sean Watson. Oh, didn't share that with the pod. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> Down with Deshaun. Down with Deshaun. But I hope he's okay. Uh, another Injured player Kyron Williams officially went on IR. So sad. So, so having such a great fantasy year. We knew he got injured last week. We talked about it briefly, uh, hoping he's going to return soon. But looks like we're going to have to wait another four weeks at least. Yeah, that's a bummer. Uh, Ryan Tannehill also uh, had a ankle injury uh, as of today. Again, Thursday he has not practiced yet. Uh, Vrabel has said that. If he ends up on the bench, that he's going to play Malik Willis and Will Levis this weekend. Well, uh, whoever is... Oh, Falcons. They're playing the Falcons. So if you can grab them, get the Falcons defense. Oh, uh, yeah. Gotta love quarterback by committee. <laughs> That's a new one. What's his, Trey Lance and uh, Garoppolo did quarterback by committee for a little bit in San Francisco. I mean, did Trey Lance even play enough to really be brought back onto the field well if when trey lance was in on those snaps he ran the ball and then they put Garoppolo in there to throw the balls the weirdest thing uh, well it was, a like rush, said, it was a rush every everyone time everyone pick up falcons defense no thank you slater or will levis will be amazing i i doubt it but we'll see <laughs> we will see a couple dolphins end up on our report this week tyreek hill uh, had a he looks like he has a hip injury. What was weird is that Tua uh, was being interviewed and he made it seem like kind of serious, but then Tyreek Hill today said that he's gonna be fine and he's gonna play this week. Um, so it's kind of weird to get mixed messages from players. I mean, maybe it's like Tua looking out for like his <laughs> his best receiver and being like, "Yeah, man, <laughs> don't want you to like be gone, so take this seriously." But yeah, no, I mean. Tyreek is saying he's going to be fine and is joking around and, and not doesn't seem too concerned. So hopefully, I, I'm, I'm sure plenty of people are hoping he's going to be on the field this weekend. Uh, the other Dolphin on the list is Raheem Mostert. He was limited in practice today, so he did finally practice on Thursday. Uh, also has an ankle injury. Uh, trending in the right direction, so hopefully we do see him on Sunday. I just want, oh, I was going to say, I just want A-Chan back, but I guess it doesn't matter anymore. So I don't care. <laughs> Although I'm pissed at Jeff Wilson. <laughs> oh, Jeff Wilson. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Jerome Ford is our next one on this list. He um, also ankle injury. What's ankle injuries? But I guess that makes sense. Running backs. Has he not practiced? Uh, as of today, he has not practiced. Yeah. Uh, yeah it looks like he is going to miss some time. So it'll probably be Kareem Hunt 
finally stepping up. Well, not finally. He's been stepping up. But it'll probably be all about team high. Yeah, he's going to get a ton of work uh, this coming week for sure. Um, sucks because Jerome Ford has had, you know, so far three top tens. We'll talk about him later. But he's been doing pretty well. Kareem Hunt is ready to, to step in that role for sure. Yeah, I'm sure he's been waiting for it. And last but not least on this injured list is Zach Ertz, also going to IR with a quad injury. Hasn't had the most productive season, has hit our top 10 a couple times. But I mean, there's only so many tight ends you can trust. And there's another one that we're not going to see for at least four weeks. Well, speaking of injuries at the Cardinals, Kyler Murray is supposed to be coming back. You think they'll dump your Joshua Dobbs? Uh, I saw all those all those articles and stuff about him coming back. Uh, my favorite one is that uh, Kyler Murray managers excited to see him practicing, and then realizing that Call of Duty comes out next month, and so he's just going to be playing Call of Duty. Yeah, he's going to say no, no, it still hurts. Coming back on the bench, right? Uh, I was scrolling through one of the social medias, and I ran into this meme that just said uh, Cousins Curse um, in reference to the 49ers losing to the Vikings this past weekend. And I didn't know what it was about. Have Have you heard about this uh, Cousins Curse? I did get the meme sent to me, yes. As Seeing as you are quite the Kirk believer, uh, I thought it would be interesting to share that apparently uh, there is a stat that players or teams that lose to Kirk Cousins during the regular season uh, don't won't win a Super Bowl, and this has been true for I guess for many years now that uh, Kirk has been playing in the NFL. The only team that this curse did not apply to was in 2013, um, where the Ravens did beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl, but otherwise. Apparently, this is like a thing that people track. And so because he beat the 49ers in the regular season, if the 49ers go to the Super Bowl, they are destined to lose. Uh, yeah, I had no idea prior to this being sent to me. So I was curious to fact check it, too. So you're saying the Niners lost to Kirk Cousins that year? Kirk Cousins would have beat the Ravens during the regular season in 2012. And then in, 20, in the 2013 Super Bowl, the Ravens ended up beating the 49ers. So technically, they were they are the exception to the curse. This one mm. article I read said, I guess it's only purple teams that are an <laughs> exception. Oh, okay. I guess. No, no purple and purple crime, I guess. <laughs> Cousins wasn't in a purple uh, uniform at the time, I'm, I'm pretty sure. So I don't know how that totally rationalizes out. But I think it's interesting. I'm actually kind of really want to see the 49ers in the Super Bowl now because I want to see if this is true. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. We're going to have to remember that one for for February. Yeah, and then also, not only that, like we should track like um, the other like um, Super Bowl favorites that if, they, if he does play any of them else, if he plays any, yeah. any of the rest of them. So I would say like Eagles, Bills. Chiefs. Chiefs. We All right. We'll see. We shall see. Uh, so we touched uh, touched on it already. Uh, week eight, opposite by McGinnon. All teams playing this week, my friends. Sixteen games. I mean, yay! I guess. <laughs> but then that means I didn't. It's need good. To have this this is a good out. week. It's, yeah, just, it's a good week for everyone else. Whatever. But last week was <laughs> dumb. And then a preview for week nine, back to buys. Uh, will be Broncos, Lions, Jaguars, and the Niners. Yeah, good good amount of fantasy relevant players there. Um, the, uh, coming up next week, so look ahead. It doesn't matter to me anymore. <laughs> it matters a little. All right, on to everyone's favorite, the top tens. This can't also be everyone's favorite. They already have a favorite segment. Oh. You're right. This is what? What are, What do we say? This is my favorite? Your favorite. Okay. Everyone, welcome to my favorite segment. <laughs> the top tens. All right. Starting with quarterbacks. 
no stranger to this list, QB number one. Uh, however, his first QB one performance, y'all drafted him first quarterback overall. He finally lived up to the hype. Patrick Mahomes, 34.9 points. I mean, apparently we can attribute all of the Chiefs' success to Taylor Swift. So. Undefeated since Swifty joined Chiefs' kingdom. And uh, apparently uh, Daddy Reed uh, approves. So I think he takes credit for it. Oh, I guess he'll officiate at their wedding. Yeah, he, he must have manifested it. <laughs> um, so hopefully Mahomes uh, keeps on this QB1 streak. QB2 on the week was Lamar Jackson, 33.9 points. His highest uh, QB performance this year. Uh, and how about this? Minshew Mania is officially back. Anthony Richardson uh, out for the season. Minshew is now the starter there for the Colts. QB three on the week, 28.1 points. I mean, he's, he's got the magic. <laughs> Josh Allen, QB four on the week, 25.3 points. Uh, Jalen Hurts, QB five, 24.3 points. Uh, the aforementioned Kirk Cousins can't hold him back. Welcome back to the top 10, my friend. Uh, QB six, 22 points. Um, we had a this is our first new entry, I think, to the top 10 in a while. Tyrod Taylor, QB seven, 21.7 points. Yeah, it's surprising to see that the Giants can actually make it to a top 10. I mean, what's going to happen when Daniel Jones is healthy? I don't think that that, that is a future that anyone. Contemplate. Give Tyrod Taylor another top 10 performance. It's going to be tough to move away from him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, not to say, I mean, he wasn't the best, but it's definitely an upgrade. Yeah, crazy to think. Uh, QB8, this guy, haven't seen him since literally week one on this list. Mac Jones, 20 points on the week. I'm so surprised because he, he is playing terribly. They have not looked good. It, it was a better week overall for the Patriots, but yeah, talk about uh, morbid. <laughs> no, I mean it was a it was a, last week. Don't don't take this away from them. It was a statement win. They beat the Bills twenty nine of twenty five. So uh, Mac Jones definitely showed up last week. <laughs> With that being said, another reason why he is in the top ten, I think, is because there were six teams on a bye. This so. is true. This is true. Because <laughs> he did only have twenty points. Not terrible, yeah, but, obviously. I mean, that's pretty like that's a solid QB performance. But you're right. <laughs> that's but again, he beat the Bills. It was, it was still a, still an impressive win. We we both thought the Bills would win last week. So I mean, I think congratulations, Mac Jones. Bills are some, I don't know. They're having a weird season. They should be playing better, and they're not. Um, and it, it, I feel like this is like this is like a thing for like a lot of like good teams, like. Same thing for like the Cowboys, and I'm not trying to like defend the Cowboys anyway. But like, there's a lot of good teams who play really well one week, and then like the next week are like garbage. Yeah, there's been some weird swings this year. I, I agree with that. The Dolphins are another great case of that too. Yeah, so I don't know if it's really the Patriots or just the Bills. <laughs> uh, next QB nine, uh, back to back top tens performances from this guy, Derek Carr, eighteen point four points, and he went up a spot. He went up a spot, but also there's six teams not playing that week. So what are you going to do? <laughs> He'll be gone next week. That's what they all see. He's going to be QB one next week. Official yep. start Derek Carr. Um, QB 10 wrapping it up. Um, surprisingly, kind of. We haven't seen this guy since week one. Also, uh, Trevor Lawrence, um, 18.1 points from him. Yeah, I feel like these I definitely feel like these last two are for sure because of Miami like 18 points is not something we generally are talking about in quarterbacks top 10. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, running backs. This uh, this position had a, a handful of new names here on the list. Uh, starting off right away with number one. You know, what, what's kind of what the flip side, the fun side of Bimageddon is the possibility that this guy actually started on some teams. Otherwise, that would not have been the case. Uh, Deontay Foreman. RB1 with 33 points. Yeah, out of nowhere. L quite literally out of nowhere. <laughs> this this player, uh, we talked about last week. I said drop him. I guess that was the wrong thing to do. Hopefully you all knew I was joking. Alvin Kamara is now RB2. 
29.3 points. Back books. Has not missed the top 10 since he came back week four. And we got another one back. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, number three, 27.6 points. Yeah, David Montgomery not playing there. So Jameer Gibbs getting all the touches. Uh, I was a little bit surprised at this. Not that, not by the player, because I think he's really talented. I'm glad that he did very well. Uh, the fact that the Lions lost terribly, we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, and Jameer Gibbs still got enough volume to uh, get a top three RP performance. Isn't that wild? When like the team itself is really, really bad, but somehow there's one or two fantasy players in that same team that like have so many points. You're like, I don't understand how that translates. I mean, I, I understand that more for like a quarterback and a receiver because you're in garbage time and you're just chucking the ball and stuff. It's just harder for running backs because, you know, on running plays, you, you're going to eat too much clock and they're, they're not going to get the volume if you're playing from behind. Um, so that's what surprised me more so in, in this case. Yeah. But I mean, good for him. Um, I know I've been hearing a lot about like once Montgomery's back and healthy that it's probably still going to be Montgomery. I think Gibbs is the better back. Um, I'm hoping the time away for Montgomery is going to really show that to the Lions. Uh, but no, he's definitely still going to get some work in when he gets back. Um, just he, he's older, more reliable. Um, but Gibbs is the rookie legs. You get you got to give him the ball, too. Yeah, it's true. Uh, next up, Travis Etienne has been on fire recently. Uh, RB4 on the week, 22.7 points. Uh, he's only not hit our top 10 twice this year. So he's having a great season. Yeah, somehow he's number three on the season overall. So last season, I, I remember last season, like there was the whole thing during our draft of like trying to get him, um, trying to trade mid-draft and then him basically not doing anything. So I guess we just needed to wait until this season to fight over him. Yeah, a year, a year later for Travis Etienne, but... Love to see it. Uh, CMC, you know, he got injured last week. We were wondering, you know, if he was going to come back, how he's going to come back. Well, he had 22.6 points and was RB5 on the week. So there you go. Yeah, no concerns about him moving forward. That's for sure. And he is number one overall. Yeah, another new name on, a, on the list here, Gus Edwards, RB6, 21.4 points. I mean, there's nothing else to say. <laughs> yeah, I think this might be one that we're not seeing anymore. I don't think we'll so. see. I don't think so. And apparently, like the, the trade potential trade talk, the biggest one being Derrick Henry. I heard learned earlier that it's potential that he goes to the Ravens. Yeah, I mean that that would be huge, and that would definitely uh, bury Gus Edwards' stock for sure. Yes, the very the many. Guess Edward's stock that exists out there, I'm sure. He, I just double-checked it, he is rostered in 69% of leagues. Oh. So more than 50%. That's surprising. Yeah, I guess uh, disappointing after drafts, many, <laughs> after drafts, he was rostered in 30% of the leagues. So even then, he almost had a third of the of roster percentage. Right. Well, for those who trust him or needed to have him, I guess they were not disappointed for one week. You know who's not disappointed? Jonathan Taylor owners. Jonathan Taylor, finally, his first top 10 performance. RB7 on the week, 21 points. I feel like I made this happen for him. We talked about him last week. How, you know, not really, we weren't really seeing him. And look, there he is. You made a lot of things happen last week. Oh, I know. There's a lot. There is quite a bit. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, you got to tip the scales in one way or the other, right? It went one way for sure. <laughs> Here's another one who is his first top 10 performance. This one surprised me also. Uh, James Cook there for the Bills. RB8, 19.2 points. I mean, yeah, he hasn't been. I mean, some weeks he is definitely like way out of the top 10, kind of early to mid season or not even mid season, I guess, just past few weeks. He got pretty close. Um, but yeah, this is his first time. In the top 10. So, congrats. Uh, Saquon knocks on the door and gets his second top 10 performance, RB9, 18.8 points. 
And rounding out, rounding out our list is Jerome Ford, RB10, 17.4 points. Never to be seen again. <laughs> now, hopefully not never, but no, yeah, no. He's, he'll, be, he'll be gone for a while. He'll be back when he's back. <laughs> Most likely. Maybe. If Kareem Hunt doesn't take over. That's who we'll see next week. Oh yeah, for sure Kareem Hunt's going to be on the top 10. No doubt. Uh, moving on to the wide receivers. Wide receiver one off the middle Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Justin Jefferson. Oh, sorry. Jordan Addison. His first top 10 performance. Wide receiver one on the week. 31.3 points. He's a rookie that was kind of drafted, I think, probably higher than people expected. Um, but just really wasn't doing much of anything up until this week. That's all Kirk Cousins right there. Well, congrats to Jordan Addison with your your top performance this week. Yeah, he has to be our first rookie number one. I'm pretty feeling pretty confident about that. So, yeah, big deal. Good job, Jordan Addison. Uh, wide receiver two on the week, A.J. Brown, 29.7 points. Um, Tyreek Hill, again, no stranger to this list. Wide receiver three, 25.8 points. Uh, here's a new entrant for the wide receivers. Josh Downs, wide receiver four, 23.5 points. Yeah, he's definitely stepping up. He's getting a touch of that Minshew magic. He's, he might be uh, Minshew's favorite target. Who knows? But um, yeah, definitely like to see it. Uh, how about this one? We After last week, we thought he was a goner. But no, he said, I am still here. I am still relevant. Puka Nakua, wide receiver five, 23.4 points. Yeah, this is like not good for Puka Nakua owners and Cooper Cup owners because, well, Puka did do very well and made it to top five on this list. Cooper Cup is way down in 53. With 6.9 <laughs> points. Yeah. Well, it wasn't great. Yeah, so if it's going to be like this weird, like, volleying back and forth, like, I don't like it. Uh, I think Puka Nakua is still okay. I think last week was his worst week. Uh, he was wide receiver 58. He did uh, miss a touchdown pa- uh, catch in the end zone. So that would have definitely boosted him up. So as a Puka owner, I'm 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 okay with it, especially when he does hit wide receiver five. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think he'll be fine. Um, the Cooper Cup thing was just kind of weird, I think. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I'm sure a couple bounce back, but it'll definitely be interesting to see like if this kind of back and forth does continue for the two of them because they're both really good. Um, and it was a concern that people had with AJ Brown and Devonta Smith, and it definitely seems that it's going to be all AJ Brown, which is crappy. But for like the, the Puka Cooper situation, um, hopefully there's a way for them both to succeed on the field. Uh, wide receiver six on the week. I'm going to Ross St. Brown, 23.2 points. One of our favorites here, Mike Evans, wide receiver seven, 20.2 points. Uh, Cortland Sutton, his first top 10 performance. I think the wide receivers out to the running backs, actually. There's way more entrance here. Uh, Cortland Sutton was wide receiver eight, 19.6 points. Uh, Christian Kirk, uh, I think he's officially taken the crown there from Calvin Ridley. Uh, wide receiver nine there, uh, 19 points. And then wrapping up our top 10, Josh Palmer. Uh, wide receiver 10, 18.3 points. Yeah, I mean, I think definitely saw the Bimageddon impact on the wide receivers. So are you officially a Bimageddon believer? I have to be now. You have to be. <laughs> Try to warn you, part two is going to be way worse. Well, it doesn't matter for me. It still matters <laughs> in different ways. Moving on to our tight ends. He did it. He did it again. Travis Kelsey, back-to-back tight end one performances, 35.9 points. I hate that, like, a part of me just wants to see him do really bad. Why? Why do you want to do Why do you want that? Because, like, this whole, like, Swift situation has just gone out of control. Well, so far, there's no stopping him. No, I mean, he's obviously good in his own, like, on his own. But, like, just even, like, the, the graphics that they put on him. And it's like, oh, left to his own devices. He's he's no good. <laughs> it's, like, almost <laughs> the implication of, like, what they're saying. But with Taylor in attendance, 
like nudge no stop at him like oh my god <laughs> give him a break like he's well he's good in his own right and if he's doing even better like as he gets older then that's all on him the stats support it though that's all i'm saying uh Tight end two on the week, Darren Waller, 22.8 points. He's actually hit top 10 three times, so uh, good to see someone getting some volume there at the Giants. Tyrod Taylor. There we go. Uh, Mark Andrews, tight end three on the week, 22.3 points. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, tight end four, 19.6 points. Uh, Dallas Goddard, 18.7 points. He's tight end five. Uh, this <laughs> this one, I, we got to play back the tape. I don't we might have said that this guy's not coming back on the list, but here he is again. Taysom Hill, back-to-back tight end, six performances from him, 16.8 points. I like him. I don't... This is, I mean, this is good for me because I have him in um, Scott Fishbowl, so every time he's on the list, I'm happy. Best ball is, like, the only place you should have Taysom Hill because if you're, like, making a decision to start or sit Taysom Hill, that's... That's that's the decision you don't want to be making. That's true and fair. But yeah, that's where I have him. <laughs> uh, Dawson Kincaid, we talked about him already. He got his first top 10 performances last week. Uh, tight end 7, 15.5 points. And it looks like, like based on like this, like the numbers for last week and like what we already know how he did this week, he's probably going to be somewhere in the top five. Uh, yeah, I would see that. Um, watching the game tonight, he just uh, Josh Allen just looking for him a lot, so he's getting a ton of volume. So good on him. Someone to rely on. Uh, George Kittle, tight end eight on the week, thirteen points. Uh, Gerald Everett, back to back top tens from him, tight end nine, eleven point six points. And wrapping up our pod favor here, San Laporta, tight end ten with eleven point two points. Mm-hmm. Happy to have him back on the list. Zero Atlanta Falcons tight ends on the list this this week. Bad. That also hurt me. Because <laughs> Arthur Smith hates fantasy. Got it. Makes sense. Sometimes I do too. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> All right. Up, up next, we have our busts of the week. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna officially motion that we change this this the title of the segment to cheapy teams cheapy teams teams. (laughs) it's a little bit of a shout out to the teacher league um we use the term cheapy often and i like it it's fun i like it official motion granted whenever like during the draft like whenever there was a pick we didn't like we'd be like cheapy pick (laughs) i'm not taking full credit but um I'll, You're taking all I'll the just, credit. I'm, I'm just going to shout it out to the teacher league. But yes, cheapy is one of our terms. Okay, love it. All right. So we got our cheapy teams this last week. Nice. She said it, guys. She said it. <laughs> uh, we have Lions losing to the Ravens 6 to 38. Whoa. Man, I was so excited for this game. We talked about it. It was one of our morning highlights. I thought it was going to be like the, one of the games of the weekend. And it was so disappointing. So bad. I really thought like after halftime, they're going to come back. And it was just no. Lamar Jackson was just having his way with that defense. It was it was wild to watch. Yeah, I was actually really excited because the Lions were behind. I was like, oh, he's just going to throw it. He'll finally throw it to Jameson Williams. Like, I've been waiting for this. It did not happen. It did not happen. Still, again, we talked about it. Jameer Gibbs still had a fantasy day, so good on him. Uh, Amon Ra got a ton of catches. Yeah, six points, and he had how many points? Like, what he had, um, 27.6 points. He had the touchdown, so that's that's where he got that. And then, uh, Amon Ra had 23 points. Uh, That's because he got thrown the ball a ton, so uh, that was definitely a PPR advantage for him, right. It's just so that always is like mind boggling to me, especially with like a bad loss like this. But whatever. Yeah, Amon Ra got got thirteen receptions on nineteen targets. Next cheapy team on this list that I don't really want to talk about, but we're going to talk about it: Dolphins losing seventeen thirty one against the Eagles. Why don't you want to talk about it? This is not what I expected. 
you know, the 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 stat line, the the scoreboard doesn't tell the full story. At one point, they were tied 17-17. They so were. They there were. was good things in that game, but it was just, yeah, it was kind of just a disappointing ending. And obviously, they get that big lead at the very end, but they the two touchdown lead. Um, but yeah, not not the title event that I was anticipating. No, and it was just upsetting to watch too. Like I get like I, I know we've talked about this in the past and I know it happens in every game. I guess it just stings a little more when you're like invested in the opposite side of it. But like the refs, like there was like a blatant face mask that they didn't call. Like it was just it's just ridiculous. And there's more. There's it's not just that, but that was like the one that I like definitely saw and was like, like what the heck? And we were like, why aren't you, why aren't you challenging that? And I don't know why he didn't. I don't know if he didn't see it, but uh, it was just, it's just so frustrating. And the Dolphins just couldn't get like the run game going. Like Mostert wasn't doing anything. Jeff Wilson did absolutely nothing. He got one thing for like, ah, uh, he had one point four points at the end. Like it was just, it was so, it was just. So upsetting. I didn't realize that they had another Wilson on the team. That was the Did other you know thing that? that was so <laughs> frustrating. Uh yeah, because it'd be like, oh, to uh, to to Wilson. And I was like, wait, what? And then it was like Wilson Jr. I was like, he's not Wilson Jr. It's like, how do you yeah, have Cedric two players Will- on your team with Wilson? Come on. <laughs> Cedric Wilson, wide receiver, got uh, a ton more action than Jeff Wilson. I mean he had 6.8 points, but yeah, that's way more than I would have taken Wilson. the 6.8 points. I'm sure you would have. Next cheapy team. This one's not so cheapy. Why are you calling it cheapy? The, so yeah, the, we had the two che- the, those two cheapy teams. I just didn't know where else to put this game, and I just want to talk about it really quick. Okay. This is my the opposite of my cheapy team. <laughs> um, Browns-Colts. That ended up being the game of the weekend. Browns beat the Colts in Indianapolis 39 to 38. What is that? 77 points were scored. It was wild. And the and the Browns win like last minute touchdown. I think I caught parts of this game, but I don't really like Oh yeah. Kareem Hunt scores a touchdown, a rushing touchdown with 19 seconds left, fourth and goal. So that put them up by the one point. They went for two, and then they missed it. Uh, give the ball back to the Colts with 15 seconds left. And um, Minshew ends up uh, fumbling the ball. And so um, the Browns just take a knee and win the game at the end. Kind of a lackluster ending, but Minshew did end up on top 10. So No, but it was, it was a fourth and, fourth and goal rush. Uh, on the one yard line, it was a fourth and goal rush on the one yard line with 19 seconds left. Like the Indianapolis defense could have won the game on that, and they didn't. And then they get the ball back, and it's a fumble. And so, it, what was fun about that game? It was like obviously there was a ton of offense, right, with all those points, uh, but there was a ton of defense too. I think there was a pick six in there. Um, Miles Garrett had like a career game. Like he had a, a couple. I think he had an interception. He also had a blocked field goal. So he was all over the place. It was a really fun game to watch. Yeah, definitely the opposite of cheapy. Opposite of cheapy. We need we'll we'll need a title for that too. Go ask the future league. We'll see. We'll see what we got. We we talk a lot negative in there. There's not a lot of positive affirmation that happens in that <laughs> in that league. All right. Well, I'm ready to move on to week eight. Um, as we mentioned, Thursday night football did happen. Congratulations, Bills. You are now five and three. And the Bucks are now three and four. Not too bad. Not so bad. It was, it was kind of a close game, and then uh, the Bills ran away with it at the end. Run away with it. They were up two scores. It was that last-minute bomb to Evans that put the Bucks in place, and then that ridiculous two-point conversion that bounced off a helmet. <laughs> Those last, the touchdown and the two-point conversion bounced off a helmet. Like the Bucks were so lucky to get that close, and then that hail mary at the end was so close to being caught. That would have been disgusting it would have been a fun way to end it oh my god like the bills are would have been so mad like a goofy it would have been like a goofy ending i was watching um i was watching it right and then i was watching the post game and they're doing the little interview they're doing the the analysts are talking 
and <laughs> Bill's Mafia is in there yelling and they started chanting, take off your shirt. Oh, <laughs> and they, I was wondering they got, what it was that they were yelling. I couldn't <laughs> make it out. They got Ryan Fitzpatrick to take off his shirt. It was awesome. Oh my God. Bill's Mafia. All right. Well, that was Thursday Night Football. <laughs> Love to see it. At least it was an exciting game for like a Thursday night. Yeah, it got there. It had, it had its moments. <laughs> had its moments. Well, moving on to Sunday, uh, we have Texans who are three and three. I can't believe they're still winless against the pa- at um, at Carolina the Panthers who are zero and six. Well, again, to be fair, they were on bye last week, so they couldn't win or lose. Will this be the one that they pull off? I don't think so. CJ Stroud time. Yeah. I, I I like CJ, so Panthers are gonna go and seven. Oh man! Yikes! Even my fantasy team is better than that. <laughs> uh, how are you feeling about this next matchup? The three and four Rams traveling to your very own Dallas Cowboys that are four and two. We'll be a, a house divided over here. Oh yeah, tough times at your place this weekend. <laughs> There'll be tears one way or another. Yeah, I don't know. Cowboys are coming off of their bye. Rams backfield is a big question mark, but obviously they have the better receivers. I mean, we have good receivers, but there's just all, all around, I think, better things happening in Los Angeles than in Dallas. So I'm actually surprised by their record, but we just hope for a good game. Nice, clean, fun. Um, how about fantasy points for everybody? <laughs> fantasy points, all the fantasy points. Yeah, um, la- we didn't talk about this, but last week we both picked the Rams to win uh, and they lost. <laughs> Against the Steelers. So that was really weird. Um, I want to say that they're going to be fired up because of that and come in strong against the Cowboys. But, I mean, I think we can both agree that the Cowboys are a better team than the Steelers. So we'll have to see how the Rams travel. Yeah, I mean, on paper, the Cowboys should win. But, like I said, there's, like, this weird... It's just weird. It's weird, like, they're, you're good and you're hot, and then the next week you're literal garbage on fire. So not really sure what we're going to get. But I think it's... I think it'll be... it's. If we can get more of Dak, like, running, and I also feel like our defense is starting to fall apart because they're just doing too much. They're, like, the only thing holding the team together. So, yeah, a tie. I root for a tie. Uh, fun fact is that Dallas has not beat an NFC West team this year. Then, congratulations, Rams. <laughs> oh, she said it. Uh, up next, we have the red-hot Minnesota Vikings, 3-4, and four, against the 2-4 and four Packers. I fully Division matchup. expect the Vikings to win. Division matchup. I don't know. It's in Lambeau. But it's Jordan Love. Like He's still figuring his life out. Yeah. Maybe it's a big Jordan Addison game. So, you know, I was thinking this even before uh, the game last week. And I, I wish I would have said this in the pod, but I hadn't had this thought yet. I think uh, last year they were 13 and four. I think they were. I think last year they were a very bad 13 and four. Uh, this year, prior to last week, they were two and four. I think they were this year. They are much better than their record, so I think they're still leveling out. Um, so yeah, I would anticipate a Vikings win. Uh, let's see who else this curse is going to touch. Although it doesn't really matter much for the Packers. Uh, up next, we have the three and four Saints against the three and four Colts. Gardner Minshew versus Derek Carr. I think this should be a good game. Should be good. I feel like the Saints have been a little disappointing this year. And I think, I think the Colts coming off that top, the tough loss against the Browns. So uh, I'm leaning Colts on this one. I am too. I second that. Uh, another division matchup we have the two and five Patriots against the five and two Dolphins. There's, I mean, obviously we know the Dolphins are a little banged up going into this week, but I'm sure they're looking to get back on top after losing to the Eagles the way they did. Yeah, I think the Patriots offense has been able to do some things here and there, uh, but their defense is where they're really lacking, and the Dolphins' offense, again, just like you mentioned, though banged up, I think they're still going to overpower this Patriots' defense. Yeah, no, uh, no doubts, no doubts. Uh, no doubts. No doubts. Next official. is the Jets 3-3. Three at New York Giants two and five. The Battle of New York. Oh, it is the Battle of New York. The Battle of MetLife. I don't know. Tyron Taylor is obviously an upgrade to Daniel Jones. The Jets are still figuring it out, I guess. 
feel like the giant. I feel like the Giants could win this. The Jets looking better than probably any of us anticipated, especially with after that Rogers injury. I mean, they just beat Philadelphia two weeks ago, and they're they're coming off a bye. So I'm leaning Jets. I think the Giants have a real shot here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go Giants. All right. See if, see if we get a Tyrod Taylor back in the top ten next week. Okay. Um, yeah, I just think Jets often Jets defense is too good for that. Up next, we have the five and two Jags against the surprisingly four and two Steelers. I feel like I'm also surprised the Jags are five and two. Yeah, I think I would agree. <laughs> Battle to the bitter end. I. <laughs> I feel like there's always a week where like there's multiple ties. We haven't had it yet. So you think our morbid midseason is going to be our tie week? Yeah, that's a that's a morbid way to end the week. It's kind of appropriate. I like it. I don't believe in the Steelers, but they're playing in Pittsburgh. Oh, that's tough. I'm just still a Trevor Lawrence fan. I'm going Jags. I'm going tie. <laughs> I want the tie. You're going tie. All right. All right. Uh, next, we have the Falcons four and three against the two and four Titans. You already picked this one. I did. Yeah, remember this is. Oh, uh, I did. Yes, Falcons play the Falcons defense. Play the Falcons defense. Don't play any Falcons offensive players because Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith hates fantasy. But Falcons are winning. But don't play the Titans uh, quarterback. None of them. Yes, that's true. And then wrapping up the morning slate, we have another division matchup. The 6-1 and one Eagles traveling to the 3-4 and four Commanders. I mean, this is a rematch, right? I feel like it's a little soon to already have a rematch, but they already played earlier this season, and the Commanders were pretty close to beating them. Um, I know the Eagles are probably feeling full of themselves, having just beat the Dolphins this past week, but I don't believe in them. So I'm rooting for the Commanders, although I'm sure the Eagles will win. But I think it'll be an interesting game, considering that it was like a decent game last time they played. Yeah, 31-34. Eagles won it, so it was a close one. Hopefully they do it again. And this one is in Washington, so maybe they'll have a that that going for them as well. Let's go Commander's upset. Yes. All right, afternoon slate. Uh, kicking off this one, surprisingly looking good, at least on paper. 4-2 Browns, led by P.J. Locke against the 4-2 Seahawks. In Seattle. I think DK is a little banged up. Tyler Lockett hasn't really been doing much. Uh, Kenneth Walker isn't practicing. Charbonnet is probably going to play, but is also banged up. But the Brown situation is very confusing. Tie number two. <laughs> Tie number two, she says. Yeah, it'll probably be the Browns. Yeah, I mean, the, the PJ Lock-led Browns beat the Niners by two. Beat the Colts by one. Uh, this is going to be a whole PJ Lock game. I can't believe I'm saying this. Go Browns. Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe in the tie here. I think it's going to be the Browns. It's weird to say. <laughs> Up next, this one looks lopsided here. We are the 5-2 and two Ravens against the 1-6 Cardinals. Well, Joshua Dobbs needs to prove that he can lead this team. So, But uh, the Ravens are pretty hot right now. Um, Lamar Jackson is playing pretty Playing really well. I'm assuming this is going to the Ravens. Yeah, there's. I don't think there's any reason why it wouldn't. Uh, this isn't a divisional matchup or anything, so looking pretty straightforward. Ravens destroying the Lions last week. Cardinals might be even worse. But I mean, but the Cardinals have shown that they can defy odds in the weirdest way. So it's a, it's possible, but I do think it'll be the Ravens. Also, I'm really pissed off. Is their sole win, their one to six record, is against the Cowboys? It's awkward. Moving on. <laughs> Another game in the afternoon is the Chiefs that are six and one. Thank you, Taylor. At Denver with your Broncos, two and five. Uh, haven't seen the report uh, on Taylor's flight path yet. Not sure if she's going to attend the game in Denver. Talking about rematches already, we played the Chiefs two weeks ago. It's so bogus that we play the Chiefs and then play another game and then play the Chiefs again. That's not fair. <laughs> so what, what's the verdict? I mean, as a Bronco fan, I want to go Broncos. The defense is playing better. They they did pretty decently against the Chiefs two weeks ago. 
This game it will be in Denver this time, but I'm gonna go Chiefs so I can curse them. Ooh. I mean, I'm just going Chiefs. No other reason. I just want Kelsey to have a bad game so that they can stop attributing his success to Taylor Swift. So I go Broncos. I I mean, we haven't beat the Chiefs in a long time, but it's possible. Probably not gonna <laughs> for reals, it'll be probably the Chiefs. Sorry. It's fine. Uh, and then wrapping up the afternoon, we have the three and three Bengals. The I, I would say they're playing better than the record now. I think Joe Burrow's on track to figuring it out against the potential Purdy-less Niners, five and two. Yeah, the Bengals have a potential that they could win this then. I mean, it's all really dependent on whether or not Purdy um, clears concussion protocol. Donald isn't great. So the expectation is that the Bengals would take this. Yeah, I don't know if it's the expectation. I think it's possible. Uh, the game is in Santa Clara, but the Niners did just lose to the Browns. Uh, but then this could be a bounce back. But the Bengals are good. So um, but now they're Kirk first. You know what? I'm going tie. Ooh. I can do it too. <laughs> I go Bengals. If Purdy doesn't play. If Purdy plays, it'll probably be the 49ers. All right. So we got a, we had a Sunday night football game last week that we were super excited for that we ended up being somewhat let down on. How are you feeling about this? The two and five Bears against the two and four Chargers. I'll be doing something else. First of all, I want to know why the Bears got so many primetime games this year. They we had that the, the game uh wasn't it the Bronco game that was primetime for them? Yeah, yeah. That was a that was a Thursday night game. And now they're getting a Sunday night game too. Like, come on, schedule makers. They're really bad at, and they have like this the funny thing is that the schedule they have like a commercial about like the schedule makers and like using AI and do all these things to find like the perfect schedule. I'm like you guys suck at your jobs. So I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> if you want to blame AI, fine, but like you're bad. It's not like there was a lot of hype of the Bears going to this season that said, let's give them two primetime games. Oh, not at all. Whatever. Snooze Fest. I'm sure. I mean, maybe it'll be exciting because of the Snooze Fest. I don't know. Uh, we do have, what's the guy's name? Tyler Badgent. Oh, but you know what? He's good. <laughs> I forgot. All of a sudden. No, he is good. He played really well last week. I mean, maybe, I don't know if it translated for fantasy, but like, he's better than Fields. Oh, yeah, they did beat the Raiders last week. Yeah. No, actually, this could... I take it all back. <laughs> it's not Justin Fields. It's the new guy. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this actually might be a good game. This is a better version of the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I've been saying Tyler. Tyson. Tyson Badgent. Tyson Badgent. Yes, Tyson is good. We like Tyson. So you're going Bears? I'm going Bears. I'll go Bears. Why not? Okay. <laughs> Monday Night Football... I'm kind of excited for this. The three and four Raiders go into the five and two Lions. It could be good. I don't think it's going to be good. I think the Lions are going to be pissed because of last week. <laughs> and I think they're coming out hot and the Raiders are going to get destroyed oh, no. in Detroit. Did, who, who would, I did not, I don't care. I don't ever watch Raiders games. Who was, who ended up being the quarterback? Was it Hoyer? It was Hoyer and he played terribly. And that's why the Bears won. Uh, maybe they'll put in who's the other guy O'Connell or something. We were talking about him last yeah, time. Aiden O'Connell. Oh, that's right. What a weird last name for a football player. It's not weird, but like it seems like they call him AOC. Too uh, Irish. <laughs> 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 All right, O'Connell. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I'm hoping the Lions have a better game. I don't know if I'm going to play Jameson this week. There's a couple of things up in the air that I'm trying to figure out. Uh, so far, Raiders have uh, played uh, terribly against the run. So I anticipate Jameer Gibbs to be have a huge game this week. I would like the ball to be thrown, James. <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. I'm probably they might, not. They might throw it early. <sighs> well. <laughs> We're moving on to everyone's favorite segment. Officially, everyone's favorite segment. Commission Crispy Corner. Is it's it, not my is it your favorite, favorite segment <laughs> today, that's for sure. <laughs> you're going to love me ask the question. I know, I don't need to. I know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> I mean, it, and fumble games. <laughs> I thought I said, I was reading Final Dynasty this whole time. Like, my brain doesn't even want to, like, acknowledge it. Comprehend it. Well. So tell, tell the listeners. I walked the plank with my head held high. You were our eliminated team this past week in the fumble games. Uh, it was kind of a close one. Until it wasn't. I, for, 
until it wasn't. I, I didn't think it was going to be you. And then I, I rechecked the numbers and I was like, oh, you're in the mix right now at the very bottom. I I didn't see it coming. Yeah, I mean, Austin Eckler had a bad game. Jeff Wilson, not to be confused with Cedric Wilson, did nothing. <laughs> Justin Herbert had a bad game. Like, I didn't even get 15 points out of him. It was just bad. And there was like no one on my bench. Everyone's hurt. A-chance hurt. I have T. Higgins. I think he was on by but probably wouldn't have done anything anyways. Just all around bad. And I'm sad. But you I know what? Ultimately... I, I, made, I made it further than I thought. I legit thought I was going to be out week one. And then I thought I was going to make it pretty far. And instead, I just made it halfway. <laughs> you had a good run for sure. I think you ended up being eliminated for about six-ish points. So again, it was relatively close. You had a couple bad breaks. I think Herbert and Eckler obviously were, were the, the big ones there. Re- reflecting back, anything you do differently? I mean, that's kind of what I talked about like early on in the season when we were talking about me joining the Fumble Games is that it definitely felt like there was a lot of repeaters and kind of had already figured out like what kind of players you really need to look for in like drafting in a league like this. Like it's not the same. Um, You really just have to think like just points, like who's going to really get points, especially like with PPR, like where can you really... Um, succeed and just relying on that not because they're a good player or that they're going to like do a bunch but just like if they can they're just going to get receptions like that's the best way to get your points um so i think that's something i would try to focus on more next season in drafting hopefully i remember that but it's fun no it's fun it's it's exciting and super stressful every week this week in particular yeah i thought i was gonna be okay I, I thought I was going to be okay, I think, until Sunday night. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm not going I'm, to. I'm very close to being the one. Yeah, I think it was, AJ Brown was kind of what did you uh, did you in a little bit. I saw him yeah. drop a touchdown pass, and I was like, oh, you're, you're fine. And then later on in the game, he caught one. I think that's that's when you were done <laughs> at that point. I think that's when he that player ended up scoring more than you after that. Yeah. Done in by the Eagles. Stupid Eagles. Thinking Lou and his commentary. NFC East doing me <laughs> dirty. Thanks, Lou. Uh, yeah, and then uh, you got called out there by Omar, who uh, you you made the comment last week of um, if you, you know because he got eliminated last week, and you said you know if you can't handle the pod, then I don't remember the quote, but they, they put it they put it in the chat, and then it was funny when I was editing the pod, I almost took that out, but then I decided to leave it in because uh, you apologized. You were you said you were just kidding. Um, I was. No. Yeah, no, I know you were. Um, <laughs> they ended up calling you out on that, which was hilarious. I told you, I told us to see you off, off the pod, uh, but uh, the guys would tell me that sometimes they call each other talking about the pod. And so I know w- when they heard that comment from you of like, oh, if you can't handle it, get off the pod. That had to have been a moment where they called each other and like, I can't believe she said that. <laughs> I still stand <laughs> and by so, it. <laughs> and so they were ready for, for your elimination. You got to take your losses with pride and honor. And if even though Lou tried to steal that from me, I went out a champ. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know about a champ, but okay, <laughs> that's fair. And not to call it back, but uh, Lou did get eliminated last year, week four. So in your first year, you made it much more than he did. See, it's the little victories. I went out a champ. There you go. <laughs> um, you weren't last. I wasn't. So, okay. So I need to talk about this. Uh, you know, in Sleeper, you can like make bets, right? Yeah. I'd been thinking about it. And then I decided to finally pull the trigger and start betting on Sleeper. Boy. Um, I'm only doing micro bets, nothing too crazy. But I want to tell you how annoyingly, how annoying this was this past week. So this, again, on Sunday was when I started doing this. Um, my The first bet I did was Bijan Robinson getting less than 25 receptions. Okay. So you, you got to do like multiple things. So this is a three-part bet. So uh, Bijan getting less than 25 receptions. Uh, sorry, receiving yards. Still works. You know, Amon Ra getting more than six and a half receptions. That works. And then Devontae Adams getting more than 73.5 yards. I don't think that one happened. That one didn't happen. <laughs> he had 57 yards. I was... 16 yards away from winning that bet. Oh, I was very that's a good one. So yes, I hit I hit the other two, right? You know, I saw Bijan on the bench and I was thrilled. <laughs> it was beautiful. 
my second bet was uh, Jordan Love having more than 12 and a half rushing yards, uh, Russell Wilson having more than 19 and a half completions, and Austin Eckler having uh, more than 47 and a half rushing yards. Well, I know you didn't get one of those, so. Which one didn't I get? Eckler. Eckler. You want to know how many rushing yards Eckler had? How many? 45. (gasps) And I needed 47 and a half. Well, he did us both dirty then. I was three yards away from winning that bet. I hit every single other part of that bet. That's surprising. That's a good one too. That's a hard one. I'm surprised that Wilson got that. Uh, he had he had one reception over, so he had 20, 20 completions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I then I, I was down two bets, and I was like, "Uh, let's let's do Sunday night football. Let's see what I can get on Sunday night football." <laughs> so I had a uh, Dallas Goddard going um, more than forty and a half receiving yards. Okay, <laughs> I chose this one for you, uh, Julio Jones having less than a touchdown. Okay. And Raheem Mostert having more than 69 and a half combined yards. So rushing and receiving. More than? More than 69 and a half. So that's the one that did you in. Dallas Goddard got 40 receiving yards in like the first drive. Like that was done. <laughs> I saw very little Julio Jones. Easy. Yeah, he didn't get any touchdowns that game. Raheem Mostert had 51 combined yards. So I was... 19 yards away from him getting that. And I don't know if you saw, but towards the end of the game, there was a throw that uh, Tua did to Mostert in the end zone that didn't get caught. No. That was a 20-yard reception, and that would have won me the bet. Off by one. In all of them. I won. So those are my bets. And then I decided to do one today uh, during um, Thursday Night Football. I had Mike Evans... Receiving a touchdown. Okay. I had Josh Allen, anytime touchdown. And I had Stefan Diggs getting more than 65 and a half receiving yards. You got that one. I got that one. (laughs) Uh, But only because of that last catch that uh, Stefan Diggs did. Oh, really? Yes. Because he was, he, I needed like, I think 14 yards from him and they were up. And they had the ball at the end. I was like, I'm not going to get this. And then he threw that one pass for the first down. And he ended up with 70 yards. So I got it by four and a half yards. How much did you win? And that one actually was pretty good. I won like 50 bucks. Oh. That one was pretty good. And it, it well made up for all the other ones that I lost on, <laughs> on this past week. So I'm currently up on sleeper bets. Good job. All right. Well, that's going to wrap us up for the week eight preview. As always, like, comment, subscribe. Tell a friend. Tell all of your friends. Find us on Twitter. Find us on Twitter. Find us on X. Gonna give it to you. At Noka underscore pod. Although, I don't know if you noticed, Google now officially says X when it shows the tweets. It's still Twitter for me. I mean, it's always going to be Twitter. But I'm hearing more people say like, blah, 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 post it on X. And I'm like, no, why? Don't give in. It doesn't even sound good. Let's go. All right. Well, I'm Johnny. And I'm Christy. Good luck to everyone in week eight, unless you're playing one of us. In which case, we'll see you. Bye. Bye.